Welcome to the Stories She Sings, where we bring messages of biblical women to life through inspired songs. We hope this podcast will be a place of rest, refuge, and refreshing in the presence of God. Good morning. This is Karen Lynn Grant with The Stories She Sings. Today, we're starting a whole new group of songs. And these songs are all about the extraordinary women in the Old Testament. And so I will couple a song with a theme. And there are 12 songs. There's actually 13 songs on the crowning jewel, which is 12 extraordinary songs for women in the Old Testament. And it's one of my favorite subjects to talk about is the women in the Old Testament. And as we lead into that today, I want to preface that. I haven't written a song about this, but I want to preface that with the story of Jabez. And Jabez is a man that is found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 through 10. And this is the complete, all, all the complete verses. There's five verses about Jabez. And there's beautiful little books about Jabez. There's a children's book about Jabez. But I didn't know all that when I stumbled onto the story of Jabez. And I'm going to read and share that scripture, those five scriptures with you now. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause you. God or anyone else, pain. And so as I, as I began to research the story of Jabez, I realized that the prayer of Jabez was a fourfold request. It was a petition and a plea, a prayer to God. And this prayer, I realized, could be turned into a prayer for divine intervention in my own life, and in all of our lives, so that we can each live our lives on purpose in order to truly live up to our own personal mission statement. And I took the prayer of Jabez apart, and I realized that there were five major beautiful things that I wanted to learn from. And the first petition that Jabez offers up in this petition his prayer is that I may be blessed indeed. And so as I journaled about that, and I hope you brought your journals with you today and some essential oils, because we'll be doing, we'll be using some of the songs and I'll have you sit back in your chair and relax and breathe in your frankincense or your sandalwood or your cedar wood, the oils of the Bible, galbanum and hyssop, and the uh, all of these beautiful oils that were used anciently for opening that meditative, beautiful, revelatory state up so that as you are listening, you can journal and get some thoughts flowing into your own mind about your own life, your own purpose statement, your own mission statement, your own calling that you may be searching for, or maybe you're absolutely on purpose about your calling and your mission. But as I took apart that first that I may be blessed indeed. I wrote in my journal, I seek God's blessing upon my work 
that the goodly deeds that I am pursuing for His glory with all my heart, might, mind, and strength may bring about much good, even an abundant harvest of rich fruit. The fruits of the Spirit that are listed in Galatians chapter 5 are love, joy, peace, brotherly love, kindness, patience, long-suffering, and more. And then the next petition from Jabez was the acceptance of God's call for you. And Jabez states this by saying, Lord, enlarge my territory. And I journaled about that, and I wrote my petition. Uh, Jabez had it nutshelled into, Lord, enlarge my territory. And I journaled, I ask that thou wilt enlarge my territory insomuch that my mind may be enlightened, my heart may be cleansed, purified, and expanded. My soul shall be enlarged, my character shall be refined and added upon, and my circle of influence shall be increased and magnified so that I may bring more souls unto Christ. The third part of Jabrez's prayer was really a request for divine approval. And he says in the next third little portion of his prayer that your hand, God's hand, that your hand will be with me. And I journaled, as I consecrate my heart, my mind, my body, and my spirit in being about my Father's business, I ask that your hand will be with me. Bless me with the opportunities, privileges, rewards, and gifts, both spiritually and temporally, that I need, that I might have the freedom to organize and arrange my time, talents, and energy in order that I might have the way opened up to me so that I may pursue thy intended path for me. I dedicate myself to thee, Lord, for thy wise purposes as an instrument of spreading love, joy, and peace in preparation for thy son's second coming here upon this earth. Bless me spiritually, emotionally, physically, and temporally to this end that I may accomplish the work that thou would have me offer up so that I may accept my divine stewardships my divine roles, and honorably fulfill my mission here upon this earth. The the fourth portion of Jabez's petition was for divine protection. He says that you would keep me from evil. And then I went on to, to elaborate on that petition. I would ask of thee, my Father in heaven, that you would give righteous angels charge over me, to whisper to my heart and mind the way I should go, that I may avoid and shun evil and love to walk in paths of righteousness and goodness. I pray for the gift of divine protection and divine intervention, that I and my loved ones, my family, friends, and extended circles of influence may be blessed with strength, safety, and a sense of divine direction. The fifth portion of Jabez's petition was really a call for the purpose, for God's purpose for him through his petition. And he says that I may not cause you pain or that I might not cause you pain. And as I elaborated on this thought, I I wrote, I seek to bring you, Father in heaven, joy 
In thy divine creation of me, I do not seek to increase the wounds that the Savior Jesus Christ suffered in my behalf, but to be a faithful follower, a cherished disciple, and a true friend to my elder brother, Jesus Christ, who died for me. I know that he suffered for me so that I might not cause suffering or pain to myself or to others. I was created and intended to be about blessing all those within my circles of influence with greater love, joy, and peace. So be it now in the name of Jesus Christ. In order to obtain abundance from God's hand, we must humble ourselves daily. And I love doing these podcasts with you, even if there's only one of you who is taking advantage of this opportunity and bringing your journal and your oils and your pen and coming and letting the spirit flow through you so that you can take notes of those thoughts that come into your mind. And as I have petitioned the Lord to understand what it means to have a more abundant life in Christ, I have uh, realized that there are some things that I need to do. I need to humble myself daily. And as I do that, and in order to do that, I acknowledge that, and I'll put this out there for, for anybody who's listening, so it's not just about me, but it's about us. We acknowledge that God is our Father in whom we are dependent upon. We are dependent upon Him as a child, petitioning His parent for a steady, constant flow of blessings, a rich supply to us, a steady flow like a river. We ask specifically, even as Jabez, for that which we need and desire most. We think of God as in our, in our work, especially if we're entrepreneurs and doing a business for ourselves and we need God to be with us. We think of God as our, our father. We think of him. We think of the Lord as our elder brother. And if we are an entrepreneur, we think of God as our divine employer. I once had a dear friend named Spencer, and I still have Spencer as a dear friend, but Spencer was doing very well, and I was a single mom just trying to figure out how do I make ends meet. And I, Spencer was doing well. He was an entrepreneur, and I said, Spencer, how, how do you do this? And he said, well, every day I roll out of my bed, and I petition God for the things that I need. I, I send him gratitude and thanks for all of the many blessings that I have. And then I let, wait and I listen and I get divine instruction. I learned from Spencer that if I will go to the Lord on my knees and request a list of activities that God would like for me to pursue each day, we can all do that. And you can write that in your journal to request a list of activities that God would like you to pursue each day. God has disciples and he also has entrepreneurs who are busily doing their own purpose, calling and mission and also consecrating that work to also make ends meet and to thrive and to flourish in today's world. And it is very important that we think about this and having a very faith-based business and consecrating all of the good that we can do to God and to have an eye single to His glory. 
when we think about uh, the 12 disciples and you, if you've watched The Chosen and you look at the day that, that the Lord began to preach on Peter's boat and Peter was pretty discouraged. He hadn't caught any fish and the joy that is just flowing when those nets are brought up after Jesus tells them to put their nets on the other side of the boat and the joy that the disciples all come running and they all become not only disciples, but the Lord's entrepreneurs because they also had to make ends meet. And today in today's world, as God's entrepreneurs, we must be motivated. We must show initiative and be willing to act immediately upon inspiration, intuition, and daily divine revelation that is given to us. How else is our divine employer going to give us our to-do list? We must listen. And as we come, not leaning on our own understanding, but coming each day to the Lord in our divine appointment, praying for the gift of abundance, spiritual abundance, emotional abundance, social abundance, temporal abundance, and the abundance that we need to not only to pay our rent and pay our bills, but to also fulfill beautiful dreams and righteous desires. We must remember that God's angels are our heavenly resource department, HR department. We must listen to our divine employer. He is the expert. He knows the way to emotional, spiritual, social, financial prosperity and wealth and abundance in all avenues of our lives. And we are not, he does not take joy or find joy in our poverty or in our scarcity, we can bring those scarcity issues to him and lay those on the altar and ask for a renewed vision for our lives when time uh, in this coronavirus season or whatever each one of us is going through, that we can go to him. He has all the resources in the world and in the universe at his fingertips. He can co-create and bring to pass miracles. Last week, the podcast was on co-creating miracles with Christ. And today, if you have not gathered, it's all about creating abundance, an abundant life with God as our divine employer, as our father, as our friend, with the Savior as our elder brother. We can be believing when we drop our burden, which Think of the word burden. Think of it as our simple requests. When we come and we drop our requests at his feet, is that once in a while? No, that's daily. Each day we can have a beautiful divine appointment. And then after we lay these requests at the feet of the Lord, we can rise up and put in an honest day's work. Today is a day of rest. Today is the Sabbath. But I am sharing with you principles that I have learned through the Lord, through the Savior Jesus Christ, as a single mother and without alimony and without um, child support. I elected, I was one of the few women in Utah that elected to not have child support. And so I had to go to the Lord and ask Him to help me every step of the way how to create um, an honest day's pay for an honest day's work. And I found that if I would go to him, if I would 
keep my divine appointment and write down my divine assignment for the day, if I would listen to the spirit of revelation, which became the -the on-the-job training for me, and remember that uh, we all need to develop our talents and our expertises and become educated experts at those subjects that the Lord would have us pursue with passion. I learned that if I would return and report each night in my private prayers, that this would wrap up the day for me and that I could come back in the evening and give a report of the things that I had followed through on that had been whispered or or nudges that I had been given in my morning divine appointment. And remember that after all that we can do, God will enable us. He will provide us with opportunities. We are disciples of Christ, and we can come to Him and say, Lord, I need to know what my next step is. This call is not just for women. This call is for men and women. And we can be very proactive in creating a very faith-based relationship with the Lord pertaining to the gifts of abundance. And again, I would say that abundance is not always in the form of cash. Abundance also comes to us in the form of opportunities. And so we can be looking for those opportunities. We must, in all of this, remember that the atonement is threefold and that through the atonement of Jesus Christ, that we can we can forgive our debt we can have our debts forgiven and we can forgive others of their debts we can forgive others who have caused us pain we can pray for forgiveness and ask for forgiveness for those that we have caused pain when we intentionally or unintentionally uh, have been the perpetrator of pain we may not even know it We may not know that somebody else may be suffering, but I do believe that this is a very important part of the process of seeking God's abundant life, is that we do examine our own personal souls and selves and lives for those debts that we might still be accruing. And those might not be financial debts. Those might be Uh, We are indebted to somebody for something that's beautiful that they have done for us and that we can return the favor and pay it forward and do beautiful things. And remembering that the atonement is there to forgive us of our debts, but also to blot out the emotional effects of others' painful actions in our lives. And right now you might be impressed to jot down some things that have caused you pain this year already or last year that's flowing over and spilling over into this year. The atonement can bless us with healing when we might be feeling like we have been the victim of other people's choices and decisions that have caused us to have hardship in our lives. But there's a third And one of the most forgotten and unrealized blessings of the atonement of Jesus Christ. And this is the gift of Christ's enabling power. The gift of Christ's enabling power is this. When by ourselves and according to our strength alone, which is 
at best unmagnified, we thereby may become enhanced and enabled through the grace of God to accomplish great and mighty pursuits and tasks that we would not be able to accomplish without the merciful endowment of the Lord's strength, grace, generosity, kindness, and love. God is the divine enabler, and we've all heard enable to enable someone not as a good thing. But when I use this word that he is the God, he is the divine enabler, what I mean is that when God bestows upon you through the power of the atonement of his son, Jesus Christ, his enabling gift, you will find yourself speaking words you never imagined you would speak. You will find yourself reaching out to those you may never have imagined yourself reaching out for. You may find yourself comforting those you never quite understood before or forgiving those you once believed were unpardonable. God enables us to go the distance, and He enables us to become extraordinary from out of the ordinary into the extraordinary. Go. I I love that quote. I don't know who said it, but I will say it again. Out of the ordinary into the extraordinary go I. I want to share that in my beautiful experience, after losing my voice for four years, I couldn't speak other than a raspy whisper. I had been suffering from pernicious anemia, and uh, some of my body systems were beginning to shut down, and one of the first to go was my voice, and my throat was closing up, and I couldn't even swallow. And there were times when, as a singer for the Lord, uh, loving to sing songs for Jesus, I would go to Him and petition Him and ask Him if, please, I could sing again. and there came some inspiration flowing. And that is when I began to write the stories about the women in the New Testament and wrote a book called A Joyful Heart. And then as these these stories were written and my voice began to come back, I began to write the songs for this CD, A Joyful Heart. And I thought I was done. I thought, I'll probably never do another CD. I'll probably, I have done 28 vocal CDs and lullaby CDs for children, but maybe that's all the Lord has for me to do. And I was 54 at the time. And about a year later, after A Joyful Heart was compiled, then the promptings began starting. You need to study the lives of the women in the Old Testament. You need to begin studying these women who did not walk and talk with Jesus in their day, yet they learned to love the Lord their God with all their heart, might, mind, and strength. And so as I began to study their lives, I I think one of the first songs that I wrote for The Crowning Jewel was the first two songs, one for the widow of Zarephath and one for the Shunammite widow. And today, as we move through this podcast, this this radio show podcast, I would like to share the stories of the widow of Zarephath and the widow, the Shunammite widow.
I'm excited about their stories. Their stories have brought me so much courage during times of my singlehood. And as I studied their stories and as I sought to have the same type of spirit that these two women exemplified, women who probably at one point were frightened by scarcity, frightened by being left without a spouse to care for their needs and not sure of their next step. And today I will be actually reading uh, both stories to you from the scriptures and sharing the songs that I wrote with both of, about both of them. Before I do that, I want to just share how grateful I am for the trials and the tests that I experienced being a single woman and having to rely completely upon the power of prayer and the, the, the development of faith to know without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord could enable me to take care of my finances, to be able to purchase a home, to be able to overcome the hardship and to lay down the role of victim and to arise victorious and to believe with all my heart that with God, nothing is impossible and everything is possible. And I have to share and say that it was the stories of the women in the scriptures who became my mentors and the matriarchs in the moment of my life when I most needed them, that I have gleaned something beautiful from each one of these women, not only in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament as well. And so now I would like to start with the scripture from 1 Kings. And this is so beautiful. The story of the Shunammite widow is in 1 Kings. And this is such a powerful story of a widow who had, whose husband had died and who had left her very much in debt. And the bondsmen were coming to take away her sons. And she was about to lose her farm. And she went to the prophet Elisha. Now, Elijah the prophet and Elisha the prophet had been together for about seven years, and Elisha was being mentored by Elijah the prophet. But now he was on his own, and he was a wonderful, gentle, loving prophet. And so the woman went to Elisha, and she said, she told him her plight and said, I'm about to lose everything. My husband died and left me deeply in debt, and I don't know what to do. And Elisha had her do something very wonderful. He had her take inventory of what was in her home. She said, the only thing that I have that is of any value is a cruse of oil. And so Elisha instructed her, take your sons and go out into your city and gather vessels, large and small, and when you have done this, return a report. And so the widow did so. And she took her sons and they went and they gathered vessels and brought them into their home. She returned to Elisha and she said, I have done what you have bid me to do. Now, what would I do? 
and I do not know how big a cruse of oil is, but she might have been surprised when he said, now go and take your your oil and pour it into these vessels. And so she did. He instructed her to do it behind closed doors and to not let her neighbors know or anybody see what she was doing. So she took her sons and they began to fill the vessels. And when they had filled the last vessel, the scripture says, and the oil was stayed, meaning that it topped off and that was it. It filled those vessels. So now she goes back to Elisha, this single woman, and she says to him, what would you have me do now? And he says, now I would have you go and share and go to your neighbors and sell the oil in these vessels. And so she did. Now we do not know the whole story because oftentimes I've noticed these beautiful stories about women in the scriptures. They leave you with a cliffhanger. You don't know what happens next. But we do have cause to believe that she was able to get out of debt, save her farm and her sons from being taken by the bondsmen. This story can be a powerful witness to each one of us, whether we are men or women, that when we come into dire circumstances, as many of us have come into dire circumstances, uh, just in the year 2020, there have been so many job losses. And I know that as it has affected our careers and our employment, there have been many who have been affected adversely. But my goal today and my intention today is to share with you this beautiful faith of this Shunammite widow who went to the prophet and asked, what can I do? What shall I do? I want to save my sons and I want to save my farm and I want to get out of debt. I want to pay off the debtors and I don't know how to do it. And again, I would bring back to our remembrance that Elisha had her take inventory. What is your gift? What is your talent? What do you have in your home that you could use to create an income with? There have been many times during my years of single momming it, I call it single momming it, there have been many times when I've had to go to the Lord and say, Lord, I am a singer, I am a songwriter, I'm an author, I'm a massage therapist, I am an aromatherapist. How can I put all of this together into something that can provide for my four children? And I can share and bear witness to you that the Lord can magnify your talents and he can make something extraordinary if you will come unto him in faith, bringing your petitions to him showing up every day in your divine appointment, bringing your journal and a pad of paper and writing down the inspiration that comes to you. And then follow that inspiration, just like the Shunammite widow followed the inspiration of Elisha the prophet. I'd like to share with you now the song called A Cruise of Oil about the Shunammite widow in First. Kings chapter 17.
olive oil No incense filled the air My husband died, my spirit sighed Neath burdens of great care One little jar of olive oil My heavy debt piled high A prophet kind in ancient time Made miracles flow there My vessel Left me with debt I cannot pay The bondsmen take my sons away Elisha, prophet, godly man He listened, helped me understand With God, nothing is impossible My faith made strong, my joy made
of the Shunammite widow is found in 2 Kings chapter 4, beginning with verse 4. And as I reminisce on this beautiful woman with her olive oil and what she was able to accomplish in creating a huge change for her sons, for her grandchildren, for her posterity through her faith, how this woman has given me so much courage to ask, to go to the Lord to ask. There was a day when my little girl came over to my house, Laura, came to visit, and this was after my divorce from her father. And she said, you know, Mom, at Dad's house, we don't need faith because he has everything he needs. But at your house, we live on faith. And I'll never forget that because my daughter heard me pray. She heard me ask. She heard me petition the Lord for everything that I stood in need of. And she watched miracles happen. It's been a great blessing to be able to ponder the lives of women in the scriptures and to feel like they're some of my very best friends. I love the Shunammite widow. I love her story. I love her faith, her courage, and her righteous desires to bless her sons. And now I would like to share with you the story of the widow of Zarephath, another story that I love. And this starts out with Elijah. Elijah was the prophet that was fed by the ravens. And this story is in 1 Kings chapter 17, also being uh, beginning in verse 4. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he, Elijah, went and did according unto the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is, before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but an handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruse. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do. Go and do, as thou hast saith, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son, for thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, 
neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruse of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. I love this story as well. And for those of you who have, you know, there's so such a large percentage of people experiencing singlehood and and I my heart goes out to the men as well and to the women and to the children because I believe that it is not an easy thing to to be single, but I also believe that even married, we can be having financial struggles and difficulties, that that's not just a plight that can come to the single. But as I have learned to petition the Lord and offer what I have and to give what I have, even if it just seems like it's just an ordinary small amount, that the Lord, again, can do something beautifully extraordinary with that. I would like for you to hear the song of the widow of Zarephath and the liberties that I took as I saw this picture and I saw the struggle in the woman's eyes as she gave her last little morsels to the prophet and knowing that this was supposed to, that she had intended for it to feed her son. And so I would love for you to listen to this as I write these songs. I try to put myself into that woman's situation, into her circumstance, into even her predicament, that I can understand what it might feel to be that woman at that time. And then to liken that scripture, that story unto myself, or unto a friend who may be going through a challenging time. It is my prayer that as you hear these songs and as you listen to this podcast today, that if you have been struggling with any lack, whether that be social lack, we're all missing the connectivity during this season of separateness. But as you have been pondering with your own thoughts, with your journals, with the Lord and asking for your barrels to be filled and your cruise to be filled and for your debts to be forgiven or paid if you are in any kind of dire circumstance. I just hope and pray that you will be blessed by these songs. And if you are already being blessed with abundance, there might be someone that you can reach out to to comfort them and to give them a beautiful little portion of a gift that you might have to offer to someone else who might be struggling and praying for divine intervention, help and guidance to see their way through a troubled time. And now I share with you the widow of Zarephath. Give all that I had, a 
man So weary tired He hung his head Had God inspired He came and knocked Upon my door His sunken eyes shone Evermore With light, with love With glistening truth I bid this man What shall I do? He smiled at me Baked for some flour Some drops of oil That midnight hour Would starve my son On brink of death He bid me give him Food, drink and rest I cringe to think Last crumbs would waste This mortal man had come To try my faith My empty cruise Few drops of oil One morsel left A flower no more Who are you? I gave up. 
He smiled and then this prophet kind opened our eyes. This homeless man wept tears divine. Her barrel now shall overflow. Her cruise be cured with oil to pour. Her faith was found in rich supply. She faced the fear her son might die. God let him live forevermore. Her flower, her oil, her joy before. He stayed with me became my friend never fear to entertain angels are nowhere my friend I think it's so important to liken the scriptures unto ourselves. We can learn from all these beautiful women, whether we are a man or a woman, we can learn from all of these beautiful, extraordinary women in the scriptures. I'd like to close today's podcast by having you ponder this song. It's called The Empty Bowl. It was a time uh, in my life that I wrote this song that I felt angels ministering to me through a song helping me to understand that others have come before us anciently and in our own generations who have experienced trials. They have experienced the the predicament of an empty bowl, whether that might be an empty heart, a broken heart, a hungry heart, or whatever it might be, that we can know that there are beautiful angels that will come, will minister to us as we turn to the Lord, as we consecrate and dedicate our lives to Him, as we learn from the examples, the mentors, the matriarchs, and the wonderful men in the scriptures that passed before us who have left their stories etched in in the beautiful words of biblical and scriptural testaments. I pray that you today may feel that your needs are known and that this whole purpose of this podcast today is to reach out to the one and to assure you that your needs are known and that you can come before the Lord with your empty bowl, holding it out and asking, please, Father, please, Father, may I have a double portion of thy spirit. This is Karen Lynn Grant with the story she sings. Tears like yours before I understand 